produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a stream freedom audio bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is your dashing duo, Derek and Mike, and we're being joined by two lovely women from a great little independent film that I think caught us both by surprise, and that'd be Stormy Maya and Stephanie Bloom. How are you guys doing? Hi, can you hear me? Hi, we're good, we're good. Hey! (laughs) So it's almost like a little mini reunion for you two. Yeah, we just saw each other like two days ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just saw her at the movie premiere. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, nice. Excellent. Yeah, Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, we just saw each other, so. Well, this movie's coming out in, in a very unique way. Uh, as you guys said, you just had the premiere, and it's been running in L.A., all this week as we recorded. Uh, it goes next week uh, to Baltimore from the 15th through the 21st, Nashville from March 29th through April 4th, and Houston from April 12th through the 18th. And this movie is called 2015 or 2050. God, why am I saying 2015? I went back in time. Um, it's called 2050 and it's interesting concept for a movie. Really, really love, really loved how, uh, what came out of it and, and how it went. It definitely, Derek and I were talking before show, it definitely sucked us in. So I guess one of my first questions, what drew you guys to this project? Well, I, I love that I could play a robot. I don't know about you, Stormy, but I thought it was pretty cool. I've never Not done definitely, That's something that, like, many actors don't get the opportunity to do. And playing something that's not human is, like, really different. It's, like, against everything that you're kind of taught as an actor. Because as an actor, you're taught to be very realistic and relatable and human. So it's, like, you're never really taught how to play a robot or, like, some other creature that's not a person. So. Well said. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's different. Sounds like an interesting challenge. Yeah. It, it is because like the thing that's challenging about it is you're so limited because typically when you do a character, you can like develop a personality for them and this kind of backstory. But since we're playing like robots, it's like we don't have a personality. Like we're playing like material objects. So it's very interesting. <laughs> Spe- speaking of that, uh, Stephanie, when, yeah. when your character, Sophia, you meet Michael for the first time. And there's that whole conversation around the table. <laughs> How difficult was it to do that, knowing you're not supposed to have a personality? Um, you know, I don't know. It, it was challenging. Uh, I, I thought seeing him, seeing him sweat like that, and seeing him so nervous. <laughs> I think, I think my character just fed off of that um, because ultimately, it's something he built. So I guess I was built to be more of the domineering one and. I don't know. I really like how that scene came out. Okay. I, it was a great scene. I don't think there was a bad scene in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, from everything from having my scenes with Michael to the special effects that they had come in. Um, they had Mike Roby do my character. They made me become uh, from scratch, from from him typing on a computer to seeing me um, being built. They had Mike Roby, who's done Face Off with John Travolta, Nicolas Cage. He's done Volcano. I mean, it. It's just. It was a really cool experience. Now, in turn, Stormy, um, later in the film, we see uh, your owner. um, And as in the movie, (laughs) they call you guys E-mates. When he's asking you, you is he passionate? 
is he how difficult is <laughs> how difficult was that um, um to, to still play off like i'm sorry trying try to dissect the the nude scene it was um as he's trying to get back with his ex and he's oh, already he's already seen uh oh i can't think of her name but he's doing the running he he's eating better and then he, he just turns around and is asking, how do I get to be more passionate? Uh, it, it was almost that same type of thing. You're throwing back, well, I'm not supposed to feel that way. Yeah. Um, so. Well, that, that, oh, God, I'm sorry. No, no, I was going to say, so same, same type of, same type of question. So how, that was like a wake up call for him. Like his wake up call was, I think because like, you know, people have the emates and I think it's easy for them to forget that we're not real because we look real, we sound real and we adapt to, you know, people's wants and needs for us. So it's very easy to forget that we're not human. And I think that that was like a realization for him. And um, basically that scene was very interesting. I mean, we're sitting on the bed. We're naked together, obviously. Um, But, you know, (laughs) that was very interesting. But, you know, I... I'm not bothered by any of that. Like, you know, Devin was a really great person to work with. That's Drew's care, his real name. And ultimately, like, I really got into character. And um, after a time, I didn't have to think about it anymore. You know, like, he would tell us not to blink and to kind of, um, you know, be human, but have little things about us that kind of show that we're not. Like, there are times where I kind of would do like this to kind of look like I don't understand or I'm trying to compute something. So it was like little things that we were doing to kind of show that we weren't human human and um that scene was fine um it was one of the scenes that we took the longest on with me and with drew because that was for his character that was supposed to be like his shift like that's him going from this like loser guy that's at home all day you know because he's like a gamer and he eats junk food all day so that's like a big shift in his character where he is now becoming better he's becoming healthier and he no longer depends on me um you know now he's fine being independent like and even when he sees his ex he lets her go you know he's like doing all this stuff to impress her but then he realizes that he doesn't even want her anymore you know he's happy just being a better person so i think that was a really important scene in the movie for that and um i don't i don't think it was difficult to do at all well an- another scene of yours that i really enjoyed was the the scene where you two were playing chess and the I- conversation you were having during that that was really interesting an interesting conversation yeah that was a that was the um there was actually the audition the audition scene and um that's it that's the scene that you had to audition for for the role and that was like one of the most important scenes as well because it's supposed to be like deep and the message is supposed to kind of stick with the audience afterwards mm. and um well, it worked for me yeah <laughs> yes it, it, it's like a lot of the scenes with me and drew are just things that trigger change in him and it kind of uh, makes him grow as a character a lot of the scenes with me and him like it helps evoke change in him and uh, i think they're important for that reasons because his character changing throughout the movie is like one of the most important things like michael changes he changes like it's a movie that shows the character's growth which is important and in that scene it was also part of the conversation was about the the point of why he wants to change and and your character not quite understanding and yeah yeah, he used to get frustrated with me a lot because <laughs> he couldn't relate to me. And, um, you know, that's one thing, too. I think a time it's funny because with Michael, it's kind of like they had opposite changes. Like Drew was kind of moving away from the robot and he wanted that real connection. And then Michael was going towards Sophia. It's kind of funny because they both kind of were shifting yeah michael was falling in love with sophia and you know drew was doing the opposite so <laughs> yeah drew was getting sick of my robot ass <laughs> he was getting frustrated he's like you don't feel <laughs> like i'm not supposed to <laughs> what were some of the more difficult scenes or a difficult scene uh to do uh for each of y'all and uh, i guess stormy why don't we start with you i was gonna let stuff see i can't see stuff <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't um, hear it? <laughs> 
Um, uh, you know, I don't think any of them were difficult to do. Um, I think that there was many firsts that I had to do. Nothing was difficult about the film. I just, yeah. you know, I, I've never um, had to be that intimate, I think, on camera. And I've, um, I'm trying to put this in a PG way. I, um... <laughs> oh, it's hard these kind of movies. Um, you know, I, I mean, there's a lot of firsts for me for on camera, but nothing was difficult about it. I mean, we, there was a lot of, um, you know, love scenes with David, who plays Michael, but, um, you know, I, yeah, there was definitely a lot of firsts, if that's a, a nice way of putting it. That was your first love scene? <laughs> well, not first love scene, but, you know, I mean, there was, you know, a certain stock involved. I mean, that was the first time. Yeah, there was, some intense, <laughs> there was some intense There was some intense scenes, you guys. So, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, but nothing was difficult. Yeah. Um, I was, like, the only one in the movie that actually was naked naked. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I had, like, boobs out or whatever, um, which wasn't difficult for me, but it was difficult for my co- co-star, you know, my fellow actor um, with Devin like I think it was his first time ever doing that so for me I was super comfortable because for me like that type of stuff doesn't bother me but he was more uncomfortable with it I think because it was his first time doing a scene like that and even the director it was his first time doing a scene like that so kind of everyone around me was more like you know concerned than I was and everyone's really concerned about me like oh my god are you gonna be okay because you know I'm showing nudity so everyone's kind of like worried about me and I'm just like I'm fine like I am not bothered by this <laughs> um mostly because you know when I'm in acting mode it's just like I don't know that stuff doesn't really go through my head like I don't really see it as more than just acting or see it more than just a scene but I agree with you know Stephanie like I don't think anything was difficult because we were like really good friends on set like we all like laughed together and had a good time and we're really close knit um close to knit the whole cast is very close knit and so like it wasn't like working with a typical crew like it was like working with a family so we were all getting along and joking together and so that's why I was so comfortable because all the guys on set were very professional and everybody was super sweet like David and Princeton and all the other actors like everyone was super professional so I never felt uncomfortable or weird ever right I, I gotta ask I know y'all really didn't have any scenes with them, but what was it like being around Dean on set? Oh, I was never around Dean. I yeah, our scenes weren't, weren't with Dean, um, but I did meet him. I met him at the LA premiere, and he, you know, I mean, for being someone who is at his status, I mean, he greeted every Very single humble. person in that theater um, in LA, and it, it's just I don't know. I feel like that's just something you don't see every day as an actor, and he is just a sweet as can be and like I said he just I mean he took the time to to greet every single person that came out to see the movie that night so that's what's gonna be said yeah yeah very humble yeah like they did his scenes like last like after me and Stephanie were done filming filmed him like he was the last thing that was filmed for the movie so me and her were already done filming when that happened Mm -hmm. so you never got to meet your creator huh (laughs) no no but he was a great great creator (laughs) (laughs) not until way after though yeah yeah <laughs> so Stephanie, you said there were a lot of firsts for you on this film. What was probably the most um the, trying to figure the right word. The, the biggest first that that you conquered um uh, that well, is like I, now it's no big deal. Well, I kind of mentioned it before. I mean, I've done I've done love scenes before. You know, I've been on I've done them for TV. I mean, what they allow on TV nowadays is, you know, I'm like, "Really? Yeah, sure. This is this is okay." <laughs> I I mean, I I I did a show called Gotham and I remember I had to be in like a bra and underwear and they were more concerned over me showing too much cheek than actually having my boobs spill out. So, um, so I guess the nudity in 2050 wasn't an issue. It was, um, like I said before, like, you know, I've never worked with a sock, if that's the correct word to put it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, like, with handcuffs. Um, we had this like role-playing uh, montage and it was just a bunch of, I, I I think I was smacking his butt at one point. I mean, <laughs> I mean it was all in good fun, but I mean, it's just, it's not an everyday thing for me to, you know. Uh... You mean that's not an everyday thing for you, Stephanie? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I get 
upside down. I mean, I think we, we, yeah, we were role playing. I had, I'm trying to think back. I was, I think I was smacking his butt. Uh, we were playing with handcuffs. Like we were role playing. I was playing a cop maybe, or he was the cop. I don't know. Um, yeah. And then that scene where, you know, we had that sock involved. It was very, very um, planned out. But yeah, so, I mean, those were the first for me, but I don't know. It was fun. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to say to the listeners to see, we, we can't see Stephanie at the moment, but see Stormy's face just blush during this whole thing is awesome. Because <laughs> I'm thinking about that scene where David's standing on the bed and she's like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing left to the imagination. But <laughs> that scene was, right, I was right, thinking, right. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I know there's no underwear on. And I'm like thinking me in that position. I was like. <laughs> I, I was just surprised he took a, a superhero pose with, with hands on. Yes. Just like, like okay. <laughs> Yes, yes. I think there might have been a momentary flash in my mind where I said, I was not expecting that. <laughs> Neither was I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So many first. My scene was just like me on top writing. So I didn't have like the most interesting um, love scenes. I wasn't like Stephanie. <laughs> I wasn't role playing. I was just on top, like with a serious face, like, you know. <laughs> Right. Let's do this. So, so the so the brother's boring. <laughs> now, how how did y'all getting um, called for the part and going through casting? Um, tell us a little bit about that process because I know each movie could be a little different on, on how all that's done. Are you starting, Stephanie? Um, <laughs> if you want, sure. Um, well, I think I I think I remember I video auditioned first. I um I just sent in a, a video and it was actually the scene where I meet Michael in the parlor and and then I got called in for it and I remember it was the quickest audition I think I've ever had and I felt like I just nailed it on the first take and Princeton was like okay cool love it great I'm like okay that's it <laughs> I just had that feel. I'm like okay um all right I just because I don't know I loved that scene and I just felt like I wanted more because that that scene between Sophia and Michael was just so I don't know captivating to me because I was like it just left me me wanting more so I wanted to be a part of it so um as far as that I think it went pretty quick after that because I was I was gung-ho on it I emailed him I was like so what did you think and he's like no you, you're Sophia I'm like wow this is this is awesome without even knowing any more about the script um I yeah I, I just it was just one of those things like I, I felt like I nailed it and it was it was that scene where um we meet in the parlor and I, I was just hooked yeah. what about you story so I was there <laughs> from basically the beginning where um I auditioned like 2016, um, same year uh, Stephanie did. And basically I auditioned for her role. Um, what happened, I was on backstage or whatever and I saw the casting and I, I saw it was like sci-fi. And I'm like a scream queen. I've been in like tons of horror movies and that was always my thing was like horror movies. And it's kind of like it mixed in there, like kind of like that sci-fi fantasy horror movie thing. So it appealed to me because that's typically just what... I've always gone after. And I liked the fact that it was playing a robot that was really intriguing to me. But I had auditioned for the Sophia role. And basically, they called me in and I did the audition. Same thing, I felt like it was mine as soon as I walked through the door. Like I had, I was off book. I knew all the lines by heart. And I just was, I got really into the role. Like I remember I was rehearsing and I looked like a sex doll already. So, <laughs> like I already looked like a role. So I was like, because that's when I used to have my um, blonde hair and stuff too like I used to have my before my natural hair days I used to have my hair straight and blonde and everything so I had that whole look and at the time I was a playboy model as well so it kind of just like fit into that whole category and so anyway I went in and he loved the audition and then basically like a couple days later he just happened to be at a play that I was performing in in New York and he was in the audience and like there was no type of connection like he just was there and when I got off stage from the show he was in the with the audience 
you know, coming out. And he was like, oh my God, like that was amazing. Da-da. He's like, you know, I've already liked your audition. Like he offered me the role of Quinn right then and there. And I was like, boom, like I'm ready. And so after that, like, you know, me and Princeton became really close and I helped him with the rest of the casting. I helped him get Drew. Um, you know, I helped with the reading to get Drew and everything on board. I helped to get a couple other actors and I'd go into auditions with him and um, help him find other people. And I remember even for Drew, like he, the Devin wasn't even the first Drew. There was a guy that was already Drew when I had um, auditioned and then he was uncomfortable with the role. And so they had to recast it. So I was there during the whole process of finding a new Drew. And I remember like how crazy that was, all the characters we had coming through. And, um, you know, it was tough, but, you know, he was the best person for that role. And ever since then, I was just a part of the whole process. And, you know, here we are, 2019, <laughs> 10 years later. Nice. So I'd like to get a little deep here for a minute with you guys. Um, so the, the the interesting thing about this movie that, that really caught me and that I really enjoyed is it's, it's a good sci-fi film. Obviously, you know, we're talking about uh, sex robots, if you, you know, and things like that. So it might seem like a, a a kind of a cheeky topic, but there's some there's some actual interesting um, and deep themes in the movie. Yeah. As far as relationships go, and and uh, both relationships with with the emates and uh, and and results of what happens after that. So my question to you both is: uh, If we were in that future, would you ever consider uh, getting your own emate? <laughs> 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 um, I, I would try it. I mean, I would, I would try it. I, I mean, why not? I mean, I Stephanie, know, I what do you like, need one for? Like, you're super hot. <laughs> I mean, my, like, if this sort of thing actually existed, uh, why not? Why not? I mean, in the movie, you can't tell who is human and who is not. So, I mean, I, I feel like that could happen in, in the future. I really do. And I, I don't know. And and you're supposed to customize them, make them to how you want them. So I, I just think, yeah, why not? Right? Well, yeah, I, I can agree with you. I mean, I think the other, the other, the, another way to look at it is, sure, you know, they, they're kind of called sex bots in a derogatory way, but, but they, they can be more than that, too, as as we saw, you know, you, you can exactly, have yeah. conversations with them or you they can just s- sit there and listen while you rant about something for, what was it, three hours, he said? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah no, you're right, you're right. So there, there's some companionship there, too. Wow, Derek. Right. Other than just, you know, pure... <laughs> yeah, I said I said I was getting deep. You're, you're, you're taking this. You're taking this deep. So it, to the point, it's soul, soul sensation thoughts with weeby geeks. That's not for me. I'm sorry. Like, that's not for me. That's 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 too weird to me. Like number one, like I would get bored really quick because they don't have a real personality. They don't have a real. They don't have a life. Like there's nothing to relate on. Like I can talk all day, but I'm basically just talking to myself. But I like to talk to people who have life experiences that can, like, teach me something, like, not just someone who can, I guess they can Google information or whatever, but it's not the same. Like, I like to talk to people and tell me, like, childhood stories or they can tell me about their opinion on something. Like, these robots don't have opinions. Like, we don't really have. We just kind of mold around the owner. But... You, you, For me, I wouldn't be interested. You, you won't be able to share that excitement over vegan ice cream. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the thing too. You can't eat with them. Like that's that's like ninety percent of my life is eating. So if I can't eat with you, like that's like, hey, try this shit. Like, I mean, try this food. And that is a PG. Oh God, Stormy's eating bleeps. Um, I don't know. And like for me, like even sex, like I get excited having sex, pleasing the person. So for me, if like I know I can't actually please you, that's not fun to me because like I know you can't really feel pleasure like I want to be with someone that can feel it like they crave it they want it not you know because for that I'll just get like a dildo like I mean uh you can say that it's PG I think I'm just gonna go ahead and, just because of 
actually how much fun we're having. I think I'm going to label this show explicit because at this point in time, because of the movie, oh, I, I don't think it's for our teenage It's hard. Listeners. The movie makes it hard. I mean, the movie's about sex lots, so it's kind of like hard to keep it paging. We're talking about legit sex scenes. Um, <laughs> I think you might want to rephrase that statement. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you mentioned sex bots and how hard it is. And, you know, I'm just saying, you know, just. <laughs> I just personally would not be interested, like maybe selfish lovers, like, but to me, you might as well just um, handle yourself, like stroke the bean or something, because if if the other creature or whatever can't feel it, it's kind of pointless. I don't know. That's how I am. Like, I get off on like the person getting off. So. Hey, Derek, we finally hit. Am I the only one that's Like, don't you guys be turned on by turning on your partner? Like, don't you get satisfied, like, knowing that you left your woman satisfied? Like, that's the sexy feeling, like, oh, yeah, yeah you know. Well, well so there's, there's a couple of good points of view there, and, and that kind of brings me back to the conversation that Quinn had. I don't, With that, I don't, Drew. Was that, I don't think that was, I don't think that was the chess match. That was, yeah, where he was asking her. Yeah, in the like, bed, what? he asked me if I could be pleased. He asked if I was Right. Yeah. 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 That's what it was. Yeah. That's I can't be pleased, but because I'm not. That's not my job. My job is to give pleasure, not basically receive it. Which would like right. he got really depressed after that because he realized that probably because he couldn't please his ex, so probably just feels like a loser, which is pretty sad. But um, I know most men in general, if they can't please their woman, they they don't feel good about themselves. Like so. But but that almost seems like it motivated him a little bit more afterwards because yeah. we we see him push her a little bit more. Right. Freaking yeah. sold me. He got rid of me after that. I said, can I please you? I'm like, no. He's like, all right, well, I'm selling you next week. Like, <laughs> I got sold. <laughs> well, you know, what, what I found interesting is there was, I won't, I won't say love triangle, but it was almost a love circle. Because then we see the one scene with Brooke and the guy who Drew sold Gwen to. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, what? And and then find out they had an affair, which ended up being the driving force for Michael to go with Sophia. Who (laughs) and now Sophia and Brooke and Michael all have like some weird three-way relationship. Sophia goes from (laughs) from sex bot to sex therapist. Yeah, like a, yeah. Like a polygamy type of relationship at the end. I guess we we have a, we have uh, some good roots there for a seat of some sort. Well, I I, I almost wondered does, does Michael change Sophia's voice to "Hello, this is Sophia. You are on the air." <laughs> That would have been really cool if they had, like, dubbed our voices or something. That would have been really cool. Like, yeah. like if they had different voices in different scenes, like, if we had different voices, that would have been really cool. Especially with the role play. I, I would, I would yeah, think I such think awesome would, would have that capability. That, that would have come in handy, you know? That would have set the, that would have set the mood for sure. Yeah, one way or another. <laughs> So, but I, I would the I, I kind of like the idea of of Sophia kind of being turning into sort of a sex therapist in a way, I guess, sort of a sex therapist. Oh, it opens up a whole sideline of, of sex spots for for Maxwell to pursue. But but I mean, if you but it's kind of in, it's kind of in, it's kind of interesting to have to have the idea of like you have her there if you need to if you need to have somebody to talk to about your relationship and you don't have to go you know find some stranger who's a who's who gets paid to read your mind or you know re, you know analyze your thoughts, but you have somebody that's actually part of your family in a way right yeah i mean well uh he programs her to be that way and you know i think at some point his judgment gets clouded and i don't know i think that's what's so fascinating is that he couldn't you know tell at one point you know is he falling really falling in love with this thing or you know and i i just think that that scene where he has with maxwell who is dean kane where he's you know completely broken down and 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 doesn't know what to think I, I just for me that was like the scene for the movie that was I don't want to give it away yeah, was but <laughs> it was really good oh the Dean Kane scene yeah yeah that's like the deepest he, scene in the movie you yeah know? really good acting and stuff being a, a major fan of sci-fi I kind of kind of like how 
like I said, you know, and we both mentioned earlier, we both got drawn into this. It, it was it was surprising how the the romantic element it was almost turned into a new genre of romantic sci-fi. And, yeah. and it just flows so natural. And it's like, oh, okay, this is how we went. And um, definitely, I think you two lend a lot of credit to that, uh, of making this believable and knowing this is 2019, 2050 is, could happen sooner. Yeah. So. I, I agree. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I mean, there there is kind of, I, I mean, I, I think I've seen it sort of on like social media. I've, I've seen a Sophia doll. There There is actually a Sophia robot. They have sex dolls too. Like I've seen the robot. I've seen the robot you're talking about. But they do have like the sex dolls been around forever. But yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I've seen both. Yeah, I've seen the robot and yeah, and the sex dolls. Yeah, some of them are a little creepy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I just imagine <laughs> having some a tweaking. five foot three doll in your, your closet. That just seems really weird to me. And then pull it out. <laughs> the whole thing just seems really like gross. Like I'm sorry. Like I'm like it's just like I'm thinking because it's not. Like, like a little thing you just blow up it's like an actual human size thing that you like store somewhere like hey guys i'm going to my bedroom you know <laughs> you have a dead body it gives the meaning turning it on a whole new connotation <laughs> No. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't knock it, but it just went turning. I mean, me the way I see it is if you're going to go order, you know, your, your, um, what do they call them? Your battery operated boyfriends. I mean, why, uh, why not just get the entire thing? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know because we can get the entire thing. Like the whole point of that is you want that alone time. Like, I mean, for me, I don't know. That thing, that thing wouldn't freak you out, man. Like some big ass. Oh, body. absolutely. Absolutely. It would freak me out. But I just, you know, I, I think there's, I don't know. I believe there's like a market out there for it. I oh, really definitely have seen the price. People, I really do think it would <laughs> appeal to a lot more people than we're actually admitting, you know, would. I mean, I know it appeals to a lot of people. That's the scary part. Cause I've gone to those websites and those people are making millions of dollars. Okay. And that means people are buying them. They buy the outfits, everything, and those dolls. Because for the movie, me and Princeton were doing True. research on sex dolls. Like I showed him this site called RealDolls.com, and the dolls were like between five to twenty grand. And the same yeah. thing, like that's where they got the settings for the emates from, were the websites because we looked up together, and they had everything from you could change the vagina. Um, oh my gosh. Get the, Yeah, on the website for the real dolls, you can change the hair color, the pubic hair, the piercings. You get the piercings, tattoos. Like you can do everything. Like so, there are people getting them it's just it, like it's a sex doll but it's and, the same that, as it and the higher end models does have some sort of automation in it yeah you can set like a voice and stuff like you can make it say things like you can have it moaning like i don't know man like that's just does not <laughs> seem like i'd rather just get like a battery operated boyfriend like she said and <laughs> put on some videos or something like a lot more appealing <laughs> 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 make, make the weekend hunt worth it. Oh no, that just Stephanie, would that turn you on? Uh, not not one bit, but I'm just saying for the audience out there that <laughs> I mean, if we got one that just like did one thing, like we had one that just ate dinner, that'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> the other stuff is a little weird, but if it just ate dinner, that's fine. Because like you could just, you know. We 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 are now starting to hit guys. They're not supposed to eat. No, eat dinner. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do we have the same page? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we, we we are now hitting geeks who live in mom's basement territory. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> Thankfully, that's not us. <laughs> mm. I know geeks have money, so they shouldn't. <laughs> they do, Stephanie. I, I don't know they should. <laughs> <laughs> I, I must have a very small bubble. I don't know. I, I, this. I mean, even even having been in this movie and and discussing all these things, this is new territory for me, at least. I mean, um, you guys. <laughs> Well, I mean, just this whole <laughs> robotic sex thing. I mean, 
I, I don't know. I think it's, it's you know, I like it, it's porno. new territory is, is a good way of putting it. They're going to make a porn well, like, boof of us, Stephanie. You know that, right? <laughs> They're going to have, like, porn stars that look like us reenacting scenes. <laughs> that, like, that, yeah, that, that will probably happen. That's when you know you've made it. <laughs> I'm sure. Where's, where's my porn star? Yeah. I, I need my stand-in right now. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we, we talked about the dates that the movie's going to be playing in different cities. Is there eventually the, the goal to, to get this um, nationwide, or is it after this is going video on demand? We don't know. That's like pro- producer, the production knows that. Like, the thing about it is I guess they're just doing their run. They're doing the thing with AMC right now. They just did a bunch of festivals overseas and even in the States. So I think right now they're just collecting all these awards. They're winning, like, we're winning tons of awards for cinematography, acting, and I think they're trying to get all that stuff up. And to be honest, like, I don't awesome. know what their plans are for distribution yet, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be big or it's going to be something because they are holding back. Like, they're just focusing on doing shows and appearances right now. Well, we, we got the pleasure um, to, to see a screener beforehand. That way we knew what to talk about with you guys. And I will say... <laughs> well, I, for- I don't know because I, I wasn't expecting this conversation, but... <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> but I, I could, I could see this film doing well on the national market if, if it goes world, you know, at least nationwide. Because for an independent film, it does, it does not feel like an independent film. It, it feel, it feels a little, little more than that. No, it, it feels like a film that has, has a decent budget. It's like a bigger budget indie film. That's probably, yeah, why. yeah it's like working on the higher scale. And it, it's really, it's really good. So I, I, I really hope more people get a chance to see it yeah i mean they they've already extended it another week in la i think they're just going city by city right now through their theatrical tour and seeing how that goes and if amc wants to open it up nationwide uh i think they're just basing it off of how each city does so i mean technically la was supposed to be done and it's still running yeah we're killing it killing it stephanie yeah it's those set spots you know (laughs) (laughs) we're e-mates stephanie <laughs> I just want to straight for it. You know, after this talk, I feel very comfortable. We're very, we're sex bots now. <laughs> God, imagine people just like, like kind of in public are like, oh my God, it's the sex bot. You're like, <laughs> whoa, hey, wait, <laughs> what'd you just call me? <laughs> I said, e-mates. <laughs> and oddly enough, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being called the sex bot. Hey girl, I technically am a sex bot. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> what was one of the most embarrassing moments for each of you on set? Oh gosh, embarrassing! I don't even know what that is. I um, what is what is embarrassing? <laughs> what is that? Do you have a definition? <laughs> I don't think I've ever experienced. That. Um, I mean, yeah. I, if you have double D's, I don't think that's the thing. Like. <laughs> um well you know what i i don't know if it's well yeah i guess it's embarrassing when i'm I'm going back to that montage scene um where i was i think it was at the end i don't know it was very quick all this role playing i did so if you remember i'm laying down on the bed and david who plays michael um is just what's what's a good term he's just we're just going at it we're going at it and i'm laying down on the bed and he's on top and he is just um, doing his thing and I was cued to laugh like smile like I, I was I, that was like my my part for that scene like I was just supposed to like kind of laugh through sex and I'm like wow this is weird <laughs> like and I guess it was a little <laughs> embarrassing because I'm like the last thing I would do right now is just laugh through sex but I was I was like kind of chuckling through that scene and I'm like this is the weirdest thing I'm, I have David on top of me and we're having sex and I'm laughing like hard, <laughs> hardcore laughing yeah. and I don't know if you caught on to that because it was such a quick scene but I guess that was my embarrassing moment where I was like mm, okay I, I'm laughing and he's really going at it so yeah that was that was a little embarrassing I guess <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry. <laughs> sorry I guess the sex scenes were awkward because even with me too like I was supposed to like, they wanted me to have no emotion so while he's having an orgasm which was really awkward for me because like he's like like ah, uh, like he's like going in 
like facial expressions and everything. And I'm just like standing over him supposed to like have no reaction to it. That was really awkward. I wouldn't say embarrassing, but that was awkward. Cause he's like, just, I'm, he's just straight up like orgasming, making noise. Like he's having the biggest come of his life. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm supposed to be making intense eye contact by, you know, by the way. So I'm making eye contact with him during this and I'm already like topless. So it was just really awkward. <laughs> that was weird as hell. Um, so I don't know what you would call that, but that was, the sex scenes were awkward. I, I for think, me, I would think that would fit. That was kind of embarrassing. Yeah, awkward. It definitely sounds pretty yeah. awkward. Well, yeah, because yeah, he's like orgasming as I like make intense eye contact with him, like you know, like I'm like hunting him or something. It's really, his his whole thing was like, oh, you're supposed to look like you know you're achieving a goal, like your character. Um, you know, you're supposed to satisfy him. So for you, it's like completing a mission. So I'm just there, supposed to be like, yeah, come. This is what I'm supposed to do. Mission accomplished. And I'm just like staring at him like, yes, completed. Like, it's so weird. Um, I mean, she was completely different. They gave us different instructions. I was supposed to be colder. So like Stephanie's character is more human than me. Like she's a little bit more like fun and she's a little bit more human. Like they wanted me to be really robotic and kind of um, less personality, which which works out. It's a good contrast to kind of show the robots are different and have different purposes. So, definitely. Even yeah. Jonathan, who is the other sex bot um, with... Uh, um, Jace, who played Diana, uh, he was completely different from us too. Pokes. Um, he, was, he was very robotic in the movie. I thought. Yeah, his body. He was very like this, like very yeah. like his body. Oh was, yeah. Like, well, that's because like you know we're programmed to each person, so you're not going to be the same because everyone has different needs and their personalities are different. Like Michael's more fun. Like Michael's um, wants a girl that's like you know like Sophia. Like you know he wants someone that's more playful and you know that's his thing. Like he wants someone that's experimental in the bedroom. Drew is kind of like boring. Um, is that a bad thing to say? He was, his character yeah. kind of like, not like, no, boring. he's like kind of boring and like he's more like in the house and he's just like depressed and, you know, so he necessarily would kind of want someone that fits that. So, you know, he yeah. wasn't looking for if he someone that was like super hyper and stuff, you know. If he could hook up a game controller to you, he'd be okay with that too. Yeah, like he was fine. <laughs> like he just was kind of angry the whole movie. Like he was always angry. Like, <laughs> so, he was always angry, basically. So I don't think he'd want me to be that happy. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, that's, that's an interesting way to look at it too. You you both were kind of reflections on, on your owners in a way. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's we have their personalities mm-hmm. and what they yeah and what they look for in in a companion and yeah see that this movie I, I I might have to watch it again there's a lot of uh, there was a lot of uh, interesting pieces to this film yeah. the more I think about it and, and one of the great things is you know, we've both only seen it once but even talking about we're picking up on stuff that we initially didn't see the first time but it, it's it's sticking out and it's like. But there was also this moment and there was that moment. Right. So so it, it's rare for for a film like like y'all's to, to leave that type of imprint where going back and seeing a second time, it's going to make it so much easier to pick up those subtle things that like, yeah, I did remember that. But now I'm going to look for that more so I could look for more of that detail. Yeah. I love the drones. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. New law. Drones can only fly 20 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> the new the future of uber eats right yeah. you didn't see it was carrying the drones were carrying pizza boxes and stuff yeah. Like, yeah i i, I love yeah. the one drones right out the window like how do i get this in yeah Never mind. i'm gonna go on um and it actually has a lot of comedic feel to it i mean i don't know it had me laughing at some points that was chris yeah chris Rakuna. chris is hilarious he brought the comedic role to it i loved it it was yeah it just chris it had a little bit of everything yeah, yeah chris is so freaking hilarious what's chris's character's name um he plays david his his, his name is david in the in the film jesus christ because i'm because david plays michael so i'm just yes, like I know. <laughs> i'm saying david but i don't think i'm thinking that david i'm thinking about real david david vaughn but now, yeah. David plays Michael. So. Now, Dave, David's oh, yeah. who you get sold to, yes? Yes, David's the one that's having the affair with Brooke. 
Um, yeah. Which that whole scene, seeing behind her, here's a row of drones. Behind him, here's a row of drones. Yeah. It was, it was so wild. Mm. That's amazing special effects. Like, me, me and Stephanie didn't expect that either. When we watched the movie, we were like, oh, whoa. Like, we yeah, I, we, we, when we saw that in Brooklyn, I think, for the first time. Or was it Brooklyn? I, no, it was, oh, it was, was, no, it was Manhattan. Manhattan, yes. Um, I, I've seen like the movie like four times, five times. <laughs> and yeah, like you said, like <laughs> I, I don't know. I pick up on something different every time I watch it. But yeah, the, the drones were, were like a surprise. It was cool. And that was also Mike Roby's doing. So, I, I mean, it was just very, it, it's cool to have like, such a veteran work on something that you know yeah, at the time we don't think is such a big deal yeah is it awkward seeing yourselves with more intimate scenes uh the first time you see it or or just any time you see it is it does it feel awkward to see it i would say anytime i don't think the love scenes bothered me it's just i i'm just one of those people i don't like to watch myself but I'm the same way <laughs> i'm like watching myself i'm comfortable but... i'm comfortable with nudity and and the and the love scenes it's just i don't like watching myself in general <laughs> I don't know. I'm the same way. I'm comfortable are with sexuality. I just felt kind of awkward for the boyfriends, like you know, my boyfriend watching it. But it's like fine. Like he doesn't care. But it's like, that's the awkward part. Is like, um, you know, <laughs> that's why it's important to have someone supportive. <laughs> but I mean, I'm the same way Stephanie said. Like I don't really like hearing myself or seeing myself that much. I don't know. It's just, I guess because it's actors too. Like you're gonna criticize everything and you're gonna be like unhappy with what you're seeing. Even Chris, like he's an amazing actor, and like afterwards he's like criticizing himself. I'm, like, dude, you did amazing, but I think it's just you always think about what you could have did differently or better, and yeah. So, so it's hard to let go at times watching yourself. Yeah, I can relate. You're hard on yourself, you know. Like you want to be perfect, especially when we see it like three, four times. You know, like we're picking up on it. Like, oh, I didn't like my hair there. I didn't like, you know, yeah. we're picking up on <laughs> stupid things. No one notices, you know. I could totally relate. Well, that's that's like uh, when we when we listen when I listen to to our podcasts. Like when I listen back to this one later, when it's released, I'm always like, oh, I can't believe I said that, or I sound like an idiot there. Yeah. Well, it, with me, I'm an audio engineer by trade. Uh, I work at a theme park here in Orlando. Um, oh, wow. Which I, I, I work at Disney. And I work at Epcot. But mixing the various groups, it's like, it's hard to hear a recording back. I'm like, you know, that felt like a perfect show. But now I'm critiquing everything. Like, I could have done this better. I sh- should have tweaked that. I should have done this. So I, I totally understand how um, it's hard to let go and just let it happen as it happened. Right. Well, the other thing that that for you guys, like after you shoot all your stuff, then it goes to an editor and it's edited a certain way. So I don't know if sometimes you wonder if how how it's going to be edited. You're right. Yes. Because I was like, oh, wait, because I, I mean, for what you see on 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 film, there's a lot more that goes on behind the scenes. Like, the, I, I mean, there was a lot of uh, if we're going to talk about the sex scenes again, that was left out. And you just get to see what a minute of, you know, what is maybe a 10 hour day on set i'm like whoa okay that wasn't bad (laughs) or you wonder if like they pick the best of your acting scene you know Mm -hmm. right we do like a thousand or 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 maybe what they picked is not what you would think would was your best right yeah yeah like we don't know like you know something about being an actor like you'll do it like 10 takes or whatever it is but you don't know what they're basing it off of what they're picking though so now that 2050 is over and y'all are out promoting it what are uh, some future projects that y'all are working on uh, or current other current projects you're working on that you could talk about. Uh, I guess we'll start with Stormy. I'll try the Stephanie start. Okay, well, we'll start with Stephanie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm actually, I'm filming a, a TV series um, that is the complete opposite of 2050. Um, it's with, uh, it's directed by Candace Kane and it's about a story of, um, you know, a family and her husband uh, gets, you know, what I think is he dies in war and he comes back as an angel. And the show is called Little Cupid. And um, my daughter um, in the TV series is the only one that could see him. And throughout it's I think we're shooting 10 episodes and I um, I can't see him. And I'm thinking my daughter's just losing it the entire time. So God sends him back to either to set up other people to fall in love and once he completes each mission he at the end gets the choice to decide if he wants to earn his wings and go to heaven or he might get the choice to um come back and it's just it's a beautiful story but it's 
Yeah, I don't, it's the complete opposite of 2050. Do, do you know which platform this is, or where this is going? Um, it, it'll it'll be on Amazon, and okay. um, I believe yeah, they're just they're pitching it to um, a bunch of different networks right now. But it's definitely going to be um, on Amazon. Okay. What about you, Stormy? I sorry, I muted myself so I didn't hear any background noise while she was talking. Um, so <laughs> currently, um, I'm waiting in around May. The Spike Lee, she's got to have it. Season two comes out. I play the role of Jennifer Clemente on the show. So that'll be on Netflix in the summer. So I'm excited oh, for that right. to come out. And also I just got cast in JLo has this new movie called Hustlers out in New York. And I play the role of Katrina in that movie. And my main focus right now is my music. I'm a female MC rapper and I just had an EP album come out last month. So oh, right now I'm in the gist of, thank you. Right now I'm in the gist of doing some singles as well. I'm going to start touring soon doing shows and concerts soon around LA and throughout the country so that's like my main focus right now is the music and you know like I said touring and all that but I'm still doing movies so I'm basically just balancing like a thousand things at the moment but yeah I'm happy I can definitely relate on how tedious the studio life is. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Long I'm session hours. <laughs> I'm new to it. And my boyfriend is my producer and manager. And um, he got me into music last year. And I've been in love ever since with him and the music. And um, <laughs> yeah, so that's a fun journey right now. That's awesome. So I'm, I'm going to assume, since you brought up the boyfriend, when he saw the movie, he probably looked at you and said, uh, yeah, none of that. <laughs> What do you mean? With the whole <laughs> blank look, uh, no emotion. Oh, well, that's like, <laughs> I'm a free monster. So, I mean, I am, I am like Jesus. I don't even want to say, I don't want people like knocking my door down, but um, <laughs> I'm a beast. It would never happen. It would never happen. And there's always emotion. So confessions of an trust me, he knows. <laughs> trust me, he has me programmed to his preferences, and um, it's definitely not being blank. <laughs> Confessions of an e-mate. <laughs> now, this always, Derek will tell you, this always happens to me near the, around this point when we do interviews. We, we get a bunch of great questions out there, which you guys have been awesome with. And then I just come to a halt. I, I have it and it's gone. Um, so I'm going to ask you, Derek, to bail me out on this so I could get a reboot. All right. Well, um, I'm <clears throat> I'm a little uh, I'm a little flustered at the moment, but uh, <laughs> 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 so that's interesting though, Stormy. Uh, how is that the getting into music completely new for you? Like, if you is is it something you've always wanted to try, or is it just? No, it's completely new. I mean, I've only been doing music since November, and it was like really fast for me because like he contacted me in November, and, and literally within a month. I had written like 15 songs and I recorded over 20 songs in literally three months, like recorded. Wow. And like, yeah, like I have, I've only released an EP and releasing a single next week, but I've already have all this stuff. I have like 23 songs, like on hold. And we just went into work mode. Now I'm like working with PR for it. And it's like, it's, it's moving really fast, but no, I started off in modeling and I did that for a while, did the playboy thing. And then I went into the acting world and now I'm into the music. So, for me, I'm just like an artist and I like to always challenge myself and kind of have multiple things going on. But I, I love it. I, I tried it when I was younger and um, I don't know, for some reason, it just wasn't the right time for it because I took sound engineering and stuff in school and I was into that whole thing for a while. And I don't know, I, I guess it came at the perfect time for me. So now here I am. <laughs> okay. I, I'm going I'm to joke. Oh, nice. Your, your favorite compression ratio? Who, me? <laughs> yes. Sorry. <laughs> Being an audio engineer myself. Dude, TikTok. I did this stuff in high school. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend is the one to talk to about that. He's a sound engineer and he's like, he went to college for all that and he like studied all that. Like, I I went to school for it. I went to school in high school with it and I was, it was like not what I expected. When I took it in school, I thought I was going to be rapping all day or like, I thought I was going to be doing fun stuff. <laughs> and I was like, wait, this is math and science. And I was like, I'm out. Because when I was in college and stuff, everything I did was like, 
I'm, I'm a, like, I'm a literature major. Like I'm all about reading and writing. I am not like, I am not in love with science and math. I am just a, I'm into the creative arts as far as like writing and reading and stuff like that. And I'm just like, so all I remember was them teaching me about microphones and I had to use like synthesizers and like, I, I was like, what is going on? This is work. <laughs> so now I just hire a sound engineer. <laughs> if you're ever on the East Coast, I may be available. Oh, snap. Where? Yeah. Brooklyn? Orlando, down in Florida. Oh, you're in Orlando. Yep. Okay, okay, okay. Yep. Yeah, I'm th- I was thinking about going to Miami. I know you're not close to Miami, but I was thinking about going to Miami for a couple weeks. Like, Some great studios like down It's like two hours away from Miami. Uh, Three to four. That's like, mm. It's about three or four. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I got to like go to Orlando. I you know what it is? People always tell me to Orlando and I'm always like, damn, why are you so far from Miami? <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's some great studios in Miami. No, I mean, I've heard um, Miami's really big for music now. Especially yeah. like, you know, even for the hip hop thing, I was telling my boyfriend that I was like, you know, it's actually getting really big out there for music. And um, since he does sound engineering and he produces and stuff, I was like, you should go out there and try something or whatever. Um, but I might definitely make a trip to Florida. I, I'm trying to move there. I don't like LA. I, I don't like California. I hate it more than anything in the world. But um, I'm out here because he's out here for, and we're out here for business right now. But I'm a New Yorker. I like New York. I like to be in New York. So anything on the East Coast, I can mess with. I just don't like the West Coast. No offense to the West Coast people. It's just I'm, I'm a rude New Yorker. I can't be anywhere else. I start <laughs> trouble. <laughs> Now, Stephanie, how did you get involved in acting? Um, it's just something I always I always wanted to do. Um, I, as, as early as nine years old, I remember, um, I just went out, like, they didn't have electronic submissions and, you know, they didn't have, like, the internet. So I actually had to get on the train with my mom and go to each audition and, you know, bring my headshot. And I don't know, I did theater in school and it, it kind of just progressed from there. Like, I, I, I did some modeling in my early 20s and I don't know I, I personally like film so I kind of just stuck with that and um, you know one thing just leads to another but I, I've been doing it on and, on and off for years and you know I mean I have three kids so I did take a break for a while and um, okay I'm gonna say you do not look like someone who has three kids you have kids? <laughs> I didn't even know you had kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah I have three I, I have nine eight and um is she thir- 14 months? Yeah. I was you just had a baby? Pregnant. I was I was pregnant in half of 2015. What? <laughs> yes, that scene. That what? scene where... Okay, I'll take you back to the movie for a second. That scene where um, David is on... Well, my, I'll, I'll go by character. Well, char- yeah, character. Michael's talking to... Um, oh, gosh. What's Shannon's name in the movie? He's talking Rain, to Shannon on the phone. Uh, Ray, Ray, uh, Ray or something? Rain? Yes. Ray? Rain. Rain. Yes, yeah. they're talking on the phone and she overheard him like making out with his wife which was me you know um oh, yeah, right, nice yeah. right there so i <laughs> yeah oh my god headline yeah. ah. i was six months in that oh that that could be my embarrassing moment i was you know that going was not embarrassing i was going out no. with david six months pregnant so so is that, well, there's another thing i'll have to look for anyone know that you were pregnant uh, actually, yeah, that was like probably the scariest conversation I had. I was like, because I remember they 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 kind of paused on filming for a while. Yes, girls, like six months or so. Yeah, ago. yeah. They we we the shot Princeton a lot. Princeton had his baby. Yeah, Princeton had his. Ba- was that the reason? I don't remember. Like they. Yeah, Princeton's wife was pregnant when we first started the movie, and then she had gave birth, so okay. we had to stop filming for a while so that you know he could help her and everything like that. Yeah. Well, I just decided to get knocked up at that time and uh <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah i was like you know what? as you do you know <laughs> and uh, yeah i was i was like guys don't kill me but i was like shoot from the boobs up <laughs> were you showing yeah, i was six months yeah i was i was yeah so how did they not show the belly um because jared um right what his last name roy bow roy Bell, um he's amazing the dp you know he 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 just worked that camera where i was like okay <laughs> That's crazy. Can you imagine if they had shot to be pregnant? That's been like so weird. Like how do you explain that? Like <laughs> 
now, yeah. now that I think back on that scene, you were you were definitely a little I, hidden. There, there was uh, for me. There was definitely like a twenty pound difference between. Uh, yeah, the the scenes. Actually, the parlor scene. The parlor scene where I I meet um, Michael. I was pregnant in with the red dress. Oh, that's but then amazing. You, 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 yes, yes, I was pregnant in that scene. And and then you flash the, to the table conveniently hides. <laughs> yes, yeah, the table did. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. But, I, yeah, I would have never known that. I, yeah, I totally got off topic. But yeah, that I mean, <laughs> and, on and off from having kids, I've I've just always it's something I always go back to. You know. Well, I, I you're like it. you're still on the movie now. You're like wow. Now I'm thinking about. <laughs> I know. I, well, I, I, that that's that's the the biggest surprise uh, of this whole thing. I think I did. <laughs> I I can relate to the nine year old as I have a nine year old myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're nine so, going on nineteen. I feel like these kids, you know, or twenty nine or yes. They. Oh gosh, what they get? I, I'm, I'm no. like mother. I'm like childless. I can't relate. I. <laughs> but I am. I, 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 have, I have two cats. <laughs> I have one of those too. No. <laughs> so where? No, can... I'm impressed though. I'm impressed. That, like, <laughs> I, no, yeah, I'm I am too. Uh, From the I'm camera guy, definitely to... impressed. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I I still stick with my original comment. You do not look like you have three kids. Oh, I don't. Thank you. I guess she's but... tiny. Like, she, like I'm like she's tiny. Like you know, she's really tiny. So I'm like, oh my god, you're so tiny. Like, how, where did they come from? <laughs> yeah, but I don't have three kids. That's why. It's like you're so tiny. Like, how did you know? Where did they come from? <laughs> They're robotic. You know, I'm, I'm a robot. Yeah. <laughs> I robot. Well, you well you see when okay. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to have that talk yet. I'm jealous. <laughs> Stephanie, I want a baby. I'm jealous. Oh, when a man well. falls in love with a sex bot and... <laughs> <laughs> no, I always admire women that have careers, like they follow their dreams and they have kids because women a lot of times are taught that we have to choose between having a family and having a career. And like I like the fact that women now, like Cardi B and stuff like that, are like showing that you can balance both. You know, like we're like superheroes. Like you can do everything. Like you don't have to choose between being an actress, doing music, and then having a baby. Like you can do all of it, you know? Because technically, like some women don't even start showing to like four or five months anyway. So some even later than that. So technically, it's like you could act all the way up until you start showing, you know, maybe. And like Stephanie proves even when you are showing. <laughs> yeah. So I'm impressed. Well, uh-huh. I, I, I think it's just coincidence that we have two strong female actors on International Women's Day as well on this episode as we're recording. Oh, that's right. Yes. So Happy International Women's Day. Hey. (laughs) So where can people find you guys on the internet? Um, Porn, I mean... I love you. <laughs> I like Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> um, look up Stormy Maya. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, iTunes. Give me some streams. YouTube. Just look up Stormy Maya. I'm the only damn Stormy Maya out there. So um, Actually, watch I, out for those pages. I will say I tried to find you on Twitter and I didn't see you. It's Stormy MF Maya. That could be why. Stormy <laughs> MF Maya. I like it. You can, you can figure out what the MF stands for. <laughs> and stephanie where can people find you on the internet um i can only handle um instagram facebook and twitter um i'm i'm the only different one is twitter on bloom stephanie because there might be another stephanie bloom out there i don't know but um yeah um just those three for now i can't handle any more than that social media is like a full-time job on its own so it is definitely a full-time job i do like 24 hours a day i'm on Derek and I, we we each do two other. Well, I do two other shows, which I do another show with Derek, and then Derek's got two other shows on top of that. And we we have the Facebooks for each of those. We have the Twitters for each of those. I'm so yeah. It's like it's a lot of work. Yeah, to to find a scheduler where you could schedule everything and not have to pay extra to do it. I wish it was out there. I haven't found found one yet. Yeah. The only one I found is Hootsuite. 
Well, I, I used to use Hootsuite, but to get to the point of what I needed to do, I wasn't going to pay 20 bucks a month extra to be able to unlock that feature. Mm. Like, yeah, it's not worth right, it. Yeah. Only thing I don't like about, you know, like I'm really loyal right now to, I like Instagram a lot, which is my biggest following. And I like Twitter and stuff, like, because it's the most, I think it's the most helpful for building organically. But like Facebook, I stopped kind of messing with, like I have a fan page on there, but it's like so annoying because now Facebook, unless you're paying them, they really don't push your stuff like they don't only really show they only show like two yeah. percent of your followers yeah. what you're posting and they want you to pay and um it's super annoying you know because before if you just had good content it would get spread and i do social media as another job as well and it's gotten a lot harder for social media influencers because of that because now even for instagram and stuff it's getting like that to the point where you have to kind of pay and it's annoying yeah yeah definitely yeah i've had a couple of my instagram accounts turn in get turned into business accounts i'm like okay how do i change this back yeah and, and where and what's my benefit <laughs> I, i'm i guess the, the benefit of having the business account is that you can promote with it like you can buy promotions um, i have a business account so i can promote with it and stuff like that but it's ultimately though it's just like even if you put 50 60 bucks on it it's just not really worth the reach that they get you i think you're better off just paying like a pr or something at that right. point because you're giving like 100 bucks a piece mm. to these people every every month it's ridiculous so well, social media is harder now and instagram is owned by facebook so yeah, you hit that same promotion uh matrix even yeah. YouTube is hard. YouTube is really hard now. Like, they don't really pay YouTubers that much anymore. And um, with my music on YouTube, like, my numbers aren't anywhere near what I want to be for my music videos because they don't, like, share stuff anymore as much. Like, they want you to pay as well. And everyone's paying oh, for the YouTube yeah. stuff to get up there. And they're really, really picky now about what they'll put ads on. As soon as you say a bad word, as soon as you have like, a little bit of yeah. cleavage showing, it's like no more advertisements on your videos. And it's just gotten really hard to like build online because of that reason i agree social media is is not what it was even two no, years ago definitely not nope yeah and it's not fun no <laughs> no, no yeah you're right it's lost its fun <laughs> a lot of it it's a lot of work like i wake up in the morning and i post all day every day and um it is a job because yeah you know you do every day i have to shoot every day i'm filming something doing lives every day like and it's just to keep those numbers up and to get more numbers and to get promotions and it, it is a lot of work so but that's a part of the game you know yeah unfortunately <laughs> well we thank you guys for or you gals excuse me uh for coming on uh it was a blast definitely Thanks. turned us into after dark there you go i think Yo, that- stephanie's line like her lines are so boldly sexual in the movie that even as sexual as i am i felt yeah like you're gonna take me into the bedroom take off my clothes and you're gonna fuck me. i'm like oh my god i know right let's, let's just be direct take about this the woods and have sex with me in the woods i'm like jesus and then she's like are you gonna fuck me tonight i'm like oh my god jesus christ <laughs> like lord what, what, what are you that? trying to say uh, that's all innocent just doing what i was programmed to do right <laughs> lord even when i auditioned for that role i remember the lines i was like oh god and, and yeah, now, yeah. now you're wondering why you got three kids yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh god i think we, i think we broke no one stormy. is wondering <laughs> we, we have broken Stormy. Stormy has been broken. Oh my gosh. I mean, <laughs> Stephanie is a little wild for my, you know, she's, I'm, I'm like, oh my God, I'm innocent. So I don't really, you know. <laughs> of course, of course. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you guys for, for yeah, coming on. This was on. a lot of fun. This was, this was great fun. So I'm sure it was. <laughs> <laughs> So until next time, want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. Don't run away from your feelings.